This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Early reviews suggested that Samsung's Galaxy Note 7 would be one of the best smartphones of 2016. Unfortunately, such claims were undermined by the tendency of its battery to catch fire on airplanes, prompting the company to launch a massive recall and replace programming. Worse still, the new certified safe Note 7 proved to be anything but burning up as before prompting Samsung to ditch the phone entirely in October at the cost of $5 billion. As far as public relations nightmares goes, this one is number five, according to a National Business Review article. But it pales in comparison to the PR nightmare of a naked king rolling around talking nonsense in the streets. And yet this is exactly what we find happening on today's podcast from 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 23 and 24. So he went to Naoth in Ramah. The Spirit of God also came on him, and he walked along. He prophesied until he entered Naoth in Ramah. Saul then removed his clothes and also prophesied before Samuel. He collapsed and lay naked all that day and all that night. This is why they say, is Saul also among the prophets? The first Samuel 19 has got to be one of the most bizarre passages in all the Bible. This chapter is the latest reminder of why we should read the Bible. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Even pseudo-reality TV can't concoct such a ridiculous plot as is outlined in this chapter. The latest iteration of the on-again, off-again relationship with David and Saul ensues as the chapter begins. Once again, even after David becomes Saul's son-in-law by defeating his enemy and marrying his daughter, his success in battle has once again infuriated the insecure potentate Saul. His kingdom had already been ripped from his hands in the minds of God because of his arrogance his idolatry, and his stubbornness. Despite God's declaration through Samuel that Saul would indeed lose the kingdom and instead be given to a man after God's own heart, the king continues to grasp for power and control. Despite Saul's fierce hatred and murderous rage levied at David, his son Jonathan's deep friendship with David remained. The two entered a covenant together that apparently forged Jonathan's loyalty to David. The covenant was sealed by Jonathan giving David his royal robe, his military tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt. Jonathan had ceded the throne, essentially. He'd given his military allegiance and even his weapons to David's reign, a sign that would be confirmed again by the end of the chapter. Now, following this act of covenant devotion, Jonathan returns to the courts of his father to plead for David's life. To Jonathan's surprise, his stubborn father actually listens to his request. He refuses to kill the greatest warrior that Israel had ever known. 
Saul once again appointed David as the leader of his fighting men. And this move was met with success, both in the eyes of the people and on the battlefield. But by the time we get to chapter 19, this reprieve is short-lived. And once again, Saul is ordering his servants, and even Jonathan, to kill David. Jonathan pleads for his friend's life, and once again, Saul obliges. Until he, once again, is sent an evil spirit that motivates him to try to once again kill his own son-in-law. To make the family drama even worse, when Saul arrives at his daughter's house to murder her husband, who is fast on the run to Samuel, she lies to him, telling her father that he is sick. Saul's response shows no mercy. Instead, he insists that they bring David sick on his bed out to Saul so Saul can kill him. Well, after she stalls for David and lies to her father, David reports all of this to Samuel. Here is where the story gets really strange. Saul sends men to kill David, and they begin to prophesy along the road. Now, this was a trance of sorts that may or may not have been religious in nature. Nonetheless, it precluded them from achieving their directive of murdering David. Then Saul uh, sends a second group to come do what the first group could not, and they begin to prophesy. Finally, a third group is dispatched, and they too begin to prophesy. Now, one would think that at this point, that Saul would have learned his lesson and realized that God was fighting against him. But this man is stubborn, and soon he comes to try to kill David himself, and even he prophesies and eventually disrobes and lays naked in the street for a day and a night. I mean, can you imagine the embarrassment following this debacle? This is a PR nightmare of epic proportions. Just imagine seeing the leader rolling around on the road naked, bumbling some incoherent prophecy. He should have listened, and he could have saved himself some embarrassment. But this kind of insecurity and ignorance and disobedience and stubbornness always ends up proverbially babbling at the mouth naked in the street, doesn't it? Well, we see one particular theme throughout this entire chapter, namely the preservation of God's man. You see, David was God's anointed king, and he will do whatever is necessary to protect this king. David was a man after God's own heart, and God meant to defend him. Saul's anger and rage and bitterness have continued to grow with every passing day, and he now makes plan to kill this man. I guess he figures if the giant won't kill him and the Philistines won't kill him, then I'll have to do it myself. But Saul is so blinded by his own jealousy and desperation to preserve the kingdom that God has already told him would fall because of his own disobedience. He's so blinded that he's willing to murder to protect it, even from God's judgment. It's a very telling scene in the life of Saul, a sad reminder of how far this man has fallen. God's protection of David is seen in several ways in the wake of Saul's angry rage. First, Saul is angry with David and he means to kill him, but Jonathan intercedes for him, saying, Why would you want to kill David? You have been enriched by David's bravery in battle. David wasn't hurting Saul's kingdom or cause. As Jonathan argues, he's helping it. At first, Saul confesses his anger and is reconciled to Jonathan, but with more success on the battlefront, Saul's anger only returns. 
God's blessing on David's life is something that Saul just can't stomach. What was meant to humiliate and disgrace David, secondly, has instead left the king naked in the streets babbling to himself. What a sad and desperate place for Saul. God was clearly protecting David. And try as he may, Saul wasn't going to touch David because God is watching after him. Chapter 20 records Jonathan's saving David's life again, a covenant David will remember long after Jonathan's death. So how do we apply all this? Well, when you walk with God and you are hidden in him, God will fight your battles. When we choose to give our hearts to God and surrender and walk after his ways, he will deal with our enemies, including the interpersonal ones. God means to protect and care for his anointed. We just have to focus our hearts on him and not fighting with our enemies. So as we close today, Jesus, keep our heart focused on you. Lord, you fight our battles and you protect us. Lord, help us to trust it. Help us to believe you in it and keep our mind focused on relationship with you, not wars with our enemy. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.